0: ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Ed Hallback Show, where we tell life stories with sarcasm and smart-ass remarks. And if you listened to last week's show, you definitely know there was smart-ass remarks, because I had Dee and Lee here, two cousins from down Killjoy, Tennessee. If you haven't listened to it, go back to the past episode Um, just moments ago, I just got a text from a listener out in Wyoming, Dave, thanks for listening, and he was still laughing after the show was over. So they have threatened to come back, and I lost total control over it, so I'm going to have to uh, lasso those girls in when they do come back. But anyway, today I got a couple girls in the studio again today. I have Briley, and I have Boom, I lost your name. Amy. Amy, yeah, of course, of course. And Briley and Amy are physical therapists. So I'm going to ask them questions, and they're going to maybe give me smart-ass remarks back. That I don't know. But we'll, we'll, see, we'll see where this takes us. They're laughing, rolling their eyes, and looking at each other like two teenagers. Well, they are. Everybody's younger than me, though. So that's the way we roll here. So what does PT stand for? PT Cruiser, PT Loser, Part-Timers, other things Pain. that I shouldn't say on my show. Talk to me. Pain and Torture. Pain and Torture. Mm-hmm. Okay, Wow. I never thought of that one.
1: We do have a patient who calls Amy part-timer. Maybe Uh, he thinks that that's what PT stands for. Maybe.
0: Yeah.
1: PT stands for physical therapy.
0: Okay. And is that kind of like occupational therapy? Is that kind of like speech therapy? Anything like that?
2: Yeah. So we all have kind of our own entity. So physical therapy um, works more on movement and um, activities of daily living and getting them back to their previous level of function so we see a lot of people that have surgeries like total hips total knees total shoulders neck back surgeries ankle surgeries we just have those ankle pains and back pains and neck pains Um, so any part of the body um, physical therapy we'll see Occupational therapy kind of sees in the olden days, like back when I first started, occupational therapy kind of was just considered upper extremity, which meant the arms, or working on like getting dressed, feeding, cooking, those kind of things. Okay. Um, where we try to now kind of do that as a whole and kind of incorporate all of those things functionally. Into what we're doing, because even if you have a total knee replacement, you still have issues with standing and cooking and um, standing and getting dressed. That's why they
0: make DoorDash.
2: Right, right. You
0: don't have to cook them for crying out loud. So. So... I think that's the type of thing that maybe my mother had was occupational therapy. They came in the house and did all that. Now, I met these two because I had to go in for physical therapy, which I'm on the downhill side of it. I think I'm getting healed up. Um, Work with Riley a lot. She's shaking her head up and down, but people can't hear that because...
1: (laughs) Yep, yep, that's doing real
0: good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't ask for a report. I'm just giving them a little background of (laughs) what's going on here. There is a client... Uh What is that law? Client privilege? Infirm- no. Like HIPAA.
2: HIPAA. Yeah, something yeah. like
0: that. Okay, but I don't. I don't really care. Okay. Yeah. So, what's like the smallest person? Do you like have babies or toddlers come in? And my you.
1: Line that I like to say is we treat zero to a hundred. But if you make it past a hundred, we'll still see you then. So we'll treat a newborn all the way up to. However. A hundred. You can get yeah.
0: Well. I don't think my accountant will let me live that long because I can't afford to live that long, but I guess it's not my choice. If I if I try and stay healthy, maybe I got a chance. So what's the... Okay, that was the age thing, but what physically small... Okay, small person. What's the largest person you ever had come in? I mean...
2: Like weight-wise or height-wise? Exactly.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm a big guy myself. You're a tall guy. Yeah, but um, I'm sure you've had some... 300-pound-plus people come in.
2: Especially when I worked in inpatient, we had some very large people. Um, I'd say 450-ish. Oh, my. I mean, it's hard to gauge, but very large people. And as you know, it's hard to move when you have that extra weight on you. (sighs) Even in my size. There's different expectations for somebody that weighs 450 or somebody that's fairly fit like you. So.
0: Oh, I got a compliment, yeah, got a compliment there. Compliment. Whoa, I'm going to... have to fish for it. I, <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm, <laughs> well, I
0: was, you know, going to work on a couple, yeah, but hey. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so then tallest person, did you ever have any tall? I mean, I'm tall. I'm six foot four.
2: We've had um, probably six, eight, almost seven foot.
1: Oh. i I worked with a guy who was six eight and... Again, it's just like weight wise, you know, you just have different expectations for someone who's really tall versus someone who's shorter. Sure. You're just gonna move differently.
0: Yeah, okay. So you gotta you gotta attack the situation or the problem differently. If you ever had anybody come in that's like, Oh man, I wish they'd bathe. Yep. You know, briley's just shaking her head there again yeah. we have no camera here in the yeah. studio you you have to verbalize I what's know. going through well, your I head
2: trying to be kind and there's uh, there's sometimes that like you know they might not be able to get in and out of the shower yeah. after a surgery and so they have to do kind of a spit bath
0: all <laughs> that, right then
1: or or I mean you see it all too like you know there are some people who come in and my heart really just breaks because you know that they don't have you mean they don't they may not even have access to a shower so what are you going to do sit there and plug your nose absolutely not right you know you try to be kind and considerate for their situation and give them the same care that the person who showered that morning well that's that's (laughs) a
0: very noble noble way of doing that i'm glad i showered this morning before i went in (laughs) And then they made me work up a sweat, but I think I only have two sessions left, and I may graduate and get to ring the proverbial cowbell. Yep. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the bell. yeah. So what? What make? Oh, I know another question. Speaking of smells, does anybody ever apply cologne or perfume with like a five gallon bucket yep. instead of a little spritz?
1: Oh yeah.
2: And, you know, sometimes that perfume, like, I can pick it out. Like, I'm like, oh, you smell really good today. I know what perfume that is. I I mean, you know, I always know good perfume. And oh. then we have those people that it's like, oh, God, what did you put on today? It was just, it's so strong. And it's, it's you know, not, I don't know, old lady perfume, maybe.
1: Overwhelming. Know?
2: Overwhelming,
1: right? I always get overwhelmed by, like, the Axe body spray or, like, the Teenage Boy who just puts a gallon of it on? Because maybe do not shower. Yeah, I don't mind the. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that I'm always just like it's just attacking your nose.
0: Yeah, you get in the sneezes and say, "Oh, you smell good." Achoo, yeah. <coughs> choo, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, so what's mo- one of the most rewarding things of your job?
2: Oh. There's, I mean, I think every day is rewarding because even if my full patient load, every single patient had say, just for an instance, like a rotator cuff repair, they're all at different levels in their progress. Um, and in their protocol, they've all maybe had a different surgeon. They're all different ages. Um, they're all different, um, levels of function. And so like I can have one same age, say it's the same surgeon within the same day, had the surgery, and they'll be completely opposite. And I think, you know, personalities are super fun because we get to work with a lot of different people. And we get to kind of know everything about their family and know everything about them. You're like bartenders, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you Uh, hear it all. The things people tell their therapist sometimes is like, whoa, Uh, (laughs) maybe too much information. But I feel like they feel like it's a safe zone where they can just say it. And um, so sometimes I think it's more of a psychology session, than it is a physical therapy session. So
0: in forty years, when you guys retire, mm-hmm. you could write a book for sure about physical therapy for sure and what you've seen and heard and, and everything. And some
2: of it's super sad, and some oh, of it's super I'm sure, funny, right? I'm sure, yeah. Um, and so, and you know, we we think everybody lives like we do. It's not the case. Uh right? no, mm-hmm.
0: no. So, yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's definitely it's it's one of those things. Don't judge.
2: Nope, don't judge.
0: Yeah, and that got got to be hard in in your business. I can sit here behind the microphone all day and judge people because I can't see anybody. I just make them up in my mind. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's it's gray matter spinning. It's like the old computers that had a hard drive; you could hear it spinning. Yeah. Now they got the solid state, but I still use the old school <laughs> one. Yeah. So, why did you get into this profession, Briley, I'll ask you first.
1: I think my reason really goes back into why is PT rewarding and you know at first I just wanted to do something medical for whatever reason I was pulled towards the sciences but really I love physical therapy because I love taking people from where they're at to where they want to be and I love how in physical therapy we get a lot of time with our patients you know we may spend anywhere from a half hour to an hour with someone two to three times a week And how often do you see your doctor? So when I was picking the profession I wanted to be in, I wanted to know my patients. I knew I wanted to provide care and help people, but I wanted to know my patients. And just like Amy said, we know our patients. Like we know their grandkids, we know their grandparents. We know what's going on outside of therapy. And I think that's really special. And I just love that because we use it as motivation in therapy. You want to play catch with your grandson in the yard? I'm going to get that shoulder feeling better. And I just love that.
0: Oh, cool. That's very noble because everybody's profession in whatever they do, including sales, uh, you know, what I do, uh, we're motivated differently.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, but Amy, you got into this for the money, right?
2: Uh, <laughs> no. Um, I got into it for a little different reason. Um, I did the PTA program. So
0: I don't know what that is. Is that Parent was, Teachers Association? Yeah, kind
2: of, kind of. Um, mine was the physical therapist assistant program at NIAC, and mine was a two and a half year There's program. People
0: listen to this all over the world. NIAC is a local yep. college here North in Iowa North Area Iowa,
2: community college. All right. And um, so I got in it because when I was young, I you still are young no, for but crying out loud. I was like a year and a half old. I oh. slipped. And fell on one of those tiny little round grills that are like six inches off the ground. Oh, yeah. And I fell on it with my leg. And so I had like first and second degree burns. And so jumping forward to when I was going and picking a college, um, back in the day, physical therapy used to do wound care and burns. Oh, okay. Now they've kind of offloaded that to like the like ENT or the nurses, right? The nurses, there's kind of like a special entity for wound care. And so I, when I first started, that's what I did. I did wound care and burns, um, at an outpatient clinic, um, locally. And I loved that. Um, but then they kind of stopped doing that. And, but at the same time as I was doing that, I was also doing kind of an outpatient inpatient physical therapy. So, um, I picked PTA versus PT because I had a boy involved and was going to get married to him. And so he kind of kept me back a little bit, Uh um, which I don't regret. Um, So people now say to me, like, why don't you go back to PT school instead of being a PTA? And I say, well, I've done this for 24 years of my life. like." Now for me the only difference
0: She's 29 so she right. started yeah.
2: Right. Now the only difference for me it's would would be the paperwork <laughs> and the pay isn't any different because I've been doing it for so long. Oh. So I would be doing it to, for me for kind of like the wrong reason mm-hmm. cuz I still get to do what I, you know, the the profession that I love to do. Um So yeah. I started outpatient, inpatient, and then I um, got a job and worked solely outpatient now. And I not that I didn't like inpatient, I just did a lot of different things there.
0: And so, so why did PT morph or evolve into where it is now from wounds and burns, et cetera? Is that due to insurance companies, technology, or a need, well, or I, all of the above? I think,
2: too, you know, it's... it's when people come in with a wound, there's a lot of different reasons they have wounds, right? So they have open sores, they have diabetes, they have skin they can't feel, it might tunnel, it might tunnel up six inches. Bar fight. Yeah, fight. D- yeah, all different <clears throat> things, right? And different reasons. And so I think there is a need for that specialty and to be good at that because there's so many ways to dress those wounds. And I think... They took their road and we took ours. Okay. And I, I mean, it's not that we don't see wounds. We still do. But they've also gone to the wound care clinic and done that. And then we do hyperbaric
0: the, chambers.
2: Yeah. We do more of the function stuff now. I think so. with
1: physical therapy, there's so many ways you can specialize too. Like we can treat and see so many different things just depending on your training that you know there might be someone in the physical therapy world who wants to see and treat burns and wounds and then you have a therapist like i knew i wanted to work in an outpatient clinic setting and i wanted to see you know more athletes or more of your just general population so then i think the need was um more nursing more doctors more nurse practitioners they kind of picked up the burns and wounds Um, not that there aren't physical therapists who still treat it but i think
0: that realm they've grown in that world to treating the wounds wow you you two uh of course i've seen you both work you've for lack of better words worked on me and um you are very sincere and very good at your occupations um and you don't dread going to work like no. some right. people dread right. going to work and that's unfortunate for people who dread going to work, because you should chase your dreams and what you want to do. Uh, but not everybody has that option or has enough to take that step to do what they want to mm-hmm.
2: do. Riley, have you ever thought that you maybe, like, always questioned in the back of your mind a different profession? Um,
1: I don't, I don't think I did. I... Well, sometimes, you know, when I think about all my paperwork that I'm doing, with physical therapy. You type very Sometimes, fast, I'm by the, like, the way. Oh, thank you. When you It's when my you, fancy keyboard, makes me sound yeah, like
0: Yeah, when stuff. you tell me, okay, now you got to lift your leg and do this, and I want you to do it for two minutes, and I roll my eyes, you don't always see that, and then yeah. I hear that keyboard just uh, clicking away, and I'm, yeah, our time. I'm so jealous because I can't type that fast, and I can't read my own writing, so I type most everything.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: I mean, the paperwork's a lot. That's like the one part of my profession that I don't love. But like we've alluded to, I work in a rewarding profession where it's all worth it. Like the time that I put in to work, I enjoy it and my days fly by. And at the end of the day, I feel like I did something because I helped someone. And I don't think not ev- not everyone gets to say that. No, you know, I wouldn't be good sitting at a computer doing numbers all day. That's not my thing.
0: Right, so, right. Yeah. Well, we're, we're definitely all different. Any any uh, parting words here? Because we're getting to the uh, for whatever I say the witching hour, and I cut people off. Well, I you guys, by the way, you guys have been a lot easier to work with than those two I had on last week. <laughs> oh my goodness, I I lost control, and they want to come back. I don't know how I'm going to handle that.
2: Well, I find myself like in Walmart, walk watching somebody walk, and being like, God, that guy's knee hurts, like. I feel like there's so many people out there that have aches and pains that they think it's something they just have to live with. And that is not a good answer, right? There is a reason you're limping. There is a reason your knee hurts. There's a reason your back hurts. And it's not that you should be shamed to come and get some help. Like you shouldn't have to live with pain.
1: Or everyone always does the, oh, I'm 60 years old. I'm just going to hurt. No. Yeah.
0: Okay then, yeah. that 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 makes total. I'm thinking while you guys are saying that, I'm thinking of myself because I probably had hurt too long right. and with whatever, what what I have going on now, I feel a whole lot better. If
2: you run to the doctor for every little ache and pain, my God, we'd be there every day. But what I'm saying is if it- Oh, you're only a
0: part-timer then you don't, you're not there every day. Okay, cool. I got it.
2: If you, if you have pain for more than like two or three weeks and it's consistently like affecting what you do, like I can't go golf. I can't play in the backyard with my grandkids. I can't take that walk with my wife. Like, Those are things you should be able to do. And if you can't do them, there's no shame in asking for help. And a lot of times it's not. You're there for two months, right? Most of the time we can give you the tools that you need to do the things you need to do. And we're just your coach.
0: Right.
2: And, you know, you just get a little refresher and you're on your way and you can do those things. I mean, life's too short, like to walk with pain, to have pain, to not be able to do the things you want to do. So, I have patients tell me after two, two, three visits, too,
1: sometimes like, oh, I should have been able to figure this out on my own. And I always tell them, absolutely not. Like, you were hurting for a long time. You don't have to feel guilty that you couldn't figure out these four exercises I'm doing with you. We went to school, right. and we've been working with people a long time to know the stuff we know. Right. No shame in getting help.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to guess just from observing when I'm there, that most of your patients are Medicare patients, of which I am. Well, I think my audience we work knows in I'm Clear old. We're
2: like Iowa, and we all know that Lake Town like triples in population, and then a lot of our community goes south. Right. So we do have a little bit older population, um, but we do see a wide variety. And if you're talking like insurance you're talking age i'm not sure what you're talking about because medicare usually goes with 65 and older
0: right right
2: but um we do have a little bit higher medicare population at our office in clear lake but um we do see all ages like i said from two days old to i think my oldest patient was 106 so wow yeah so i mean you know but
1: yeah i think majority is probably 65 plus but we see it all and i enjoy i love the variety that we have in our clinic we have babies we have high school athletes we have you know the weekend warrior who might have hurt their achilles doing something funny on the weekend right so we see it all and i enjoy that i like the variety
0: Oh, very good well i'm going to cut you guys off here because i know you're taking your lunch hour to come in and, and be on my podcast, which I enjoy. I enjoyed meeting you at PT and you coming here to my studio. And I should put in a, a clap track because I'd say let's, let's give them applause. Maybe I'll figure out how to do that when I do the editing on this and maybe a laugh track or two as well. But uh, anything you want to say parting, other than goodbye? Thanks
1: for having us. Oh,
0: you're welcome. I'm glad you could make it. Good, good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it. Do not hurt. Go see a physical therapist. They will help you out, and I'm living proof. So with that being said, as usual, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell the people who live on the street, listen to The Ed Hallback Show. And after that, it's bye-bye till next week.